You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Join Karen Rizzo as she shares her true and inspiring stories of angel encounters and their divine messages. As an established author, spiritual coach, medium, and public speaker, her desire is to inspire others and to remind us we are all one, guided, divinely loved, and never alone. Karen will inspire you to shine your lights brighter than ever to align you with your soul. The time for belief and healing begins now. Here's Karen. Well, welcome to Lights Up. This is Karen Cesario Rizzo coming to you from beautiful Sweet Home, Chicago. Chicago weather today, 52 and oh so sunny. All right, I'm just kidding. But if you've never been to Chicago... Oh, baby, get here. It's an amazing city filled with so much light and love. I was born and raised here, lived here my entire life, with the exception of a couple of years in Orlando. Uh, Those will be adventures we talk about at another time. The Chicago skyline always takes my breath away every single time. So for those who don't know me, I'm author, spiritual life coach, intuitive, light worker, medium, and a passionate lover of life. I'm Karen Cesario Rizzo, and welcome to my podcast, Lights Up. Today, I would like to talk about something we've all experienced, probably more this year than we can handle, loss. Loss, what defines us and the road ahead? But before I begin, I'd like to clarify something. I'm I'm not here to teach. I'm here to share. Your soul's going to teach you what rings true for you, not me. I'm only sharing what I've learned and how I've incorporated these lessons into my own experience, my own co-creation, my physical life, ultimately what led me to my spiritual growth. Please know that you're in charge of your own co-creation. It's like being an art teacher. You know, the teacher may teach techniques, but if you've ever been to an art class or one of those color me wine classes, You understand that everybody's creation, drawing, painting is different. It's an interpretation from your soul, if that makes any sense. By the way, I'm not the boss of you. I'm only here to help if I can. So, all right, now that we got that straightened out, let's get started. As I said, I would like to talk today about loss. More importantly, what defines us when we lose something? All right, true story time. Here we go. I've had a lot of loss in my life, as many have. I'm not alone in that. Starting with the loss of my mom when I was five years old. That's so stupid, isn't it? It's so ridiculous. It was so stupid. I was mad at God for such a long time. She was 28. Believe me, I was so pissed at God, especially because at the age of seven, I was being abused by my dad. All right, so that's pretty crappy, right? All right, so don't think I didn't fight with God a lot. I'm a fighter. For those who know me, I'm a fighter. And of course, yes, I'm going to fight with God. I'm going to fight with the creator. Yeah, of course I am. I'm Italian. That's what I do. But I know a lot of people used to say, oh, my God, if that all that stuff happened to you, such a devastating loss and such abuse, how could you still believe in God? I don't know. I just did. I just did. I used to feel God's presence. Now, I was raised Catholic, but I'm not really very religious. But that didn't stop me from believing the creator, even though I wasn't sure who exactly I was fighting with. I knew I was fighting with 
a, a force bigger than myself, right? If that makes sense. Truth be told, I used to lock myself in the bathroom and cry. I did. But not just cry. I literally would kick God's ass for real. I would sit on the floor in the bathroom on the cold, hard tile. And I would see my mom on the right and God on the left, like in front of me. And literally, I would yell at both of them. To my mom, I would say, why did you leave me? For real? What the heck? To God, source, the creator, I would say, what in the hell were you thinking? You take her and you leave me with him. Let me get this straight. You take my kind, wonderful, beautiful, loving mother, and you leave me with my dad, alcoholic, fearful, hurtful, abusive. Man, you got some explaining to do. All right, let's move on from that. My point is, at the time, and maybe for my entire life, that was the greatest loss of my life. Losing my mom at five years old, let me repeat that, the most devastating loss of my life thus far. But here's the upside, if you can even believe that I'm saying that. But is there an upside to losing your mom at five years old? I don't know, Karen, what are you thinking? But there is an upside. The upside is just because my mother wasn't here in a physical sense, her soul, her spirit was with me always. So I learned at a very young age that we are not our bodies, but we are our souls. I know it sounds corny, but when people try to say help, when, 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 when somebody passes and people try to help you, they always say the same thing. They say, oh, they'll always be with you in spirit. And, and I will tell you, that's not just a line to comfort us. The truth is, my mother was always with me in spirit, always. I literally could feel her, truly. As a young girl, I felt her. I used to hear my name being called very gently. Karen. I'd look around behind me to the left, to the right. Hmm. I don't know. I must have imagined that again. Karen. Okay. I didn't imagine that. I'd go downstairs and I'd ask my stepmother, my wonderful stepmother who I adored. Did you call me? She'd say, uh, nope. And I'd say, ma, you just called me. I heard you call my name. No, honey, it wasn't me, but I knew who it was. As I said, I had a lot of pain, a lot of shame, a lot of secrets. I spent a lot of time alone, going within, and yes, crying. On the outside, I was outgoing, a good friend, funny, and adventurous. I was kind of a goofball. But on the inside, I suffered in shame, and I suffered in pain. But I would feel a hand on my shoulder, for real. Again, I turn around quickly to see who touched me, as I was all alone in my room. Nope, nobody there. It wasn't one of my brothers, one of my three brothers playing a, playing a joke on me. It would happen again. And I twirl around again quickly. Again, nobody there that I could physically see. This hearing my name and gent- gentle touches on my back and on my shoulders happened all the time. I knew it was my mom. And now that I acknowledged it, it happened even more. At least I felt it now. I accepted the help and I accepted the guidance. So in a crazy way, I felt so blessed and lucky, if that makes any sense, that my mom was helping me get through a painful and a painful life, but with laughter and with love. She was getting me through every day. My loss was also my gain, as crazy as that sounds. 
So as years went on, every time a family member passed, I knew in some way they would come to me. Before I really knew kind of to what lengths they would come to me. Well, we'll come back to that another time. So losing someone you love is usually what we think of when we hear the word loss. But oh, my friend, loss is vast. Loss is vast. Loss, losing someone we love, someone that didn't pass, but is no longer in our lives. That's loss. Breakups, divorce, or falling out with a friend. We may not feel the present presence with us anymore as we would if somebody passed. But that loss is just as hard. I don't know, maybe even harder. I think one of the hardest losses that we suffer from humans in a human world is the loss of a job. Losing a job can be just as devastating as any other loss. I don't know, maybe more. It's, but it's not just the financial loss, really, far from it. We think of our jobs, you know, at something that defines us. We take it so very personal. And why not? It feels personal. We don't feel we'll be judged by losing a loved one because everyone's always around you to pull you up and send you love and make you a casserole and tell you, I'm only a phone call away. But when you lose a job, many times, sans social media, there is very little support system. Very little. Yeah, maybe HR is going to give you a financial package to soften the blow or maybe a thank you for your service memo that goes out to the entire company. But many times, our closest, the closest people to us scatter. Those associates that we knew so well scatter to the wind when we lose a job. Almost like to be associated with you defines them as well. There are little words of comfort when you lose a job. So as humans, we don't know... I, I don't know how to, we don't know how to comfort someone who, with this loss. It's kind of mind boggling. And truly, I don't wish this on anyone. I had a job that I loved. I worked for the same company for 25 years. Pretty much grew up with my coworkers, loved and laughed with them, danced and celebrated with them. A true family, truly. Many of them are still very much present in my life. But in July of 2011, I heard the words, Karen, why don't you come with me and bring your purse? My boss had just retired and his replacement had to make cuts. As an administrative assistant, I knew many people were being cut that day. I just didn't know I was one of them. There was a nine o'clock and 11 o'clock. I did not know I was the 10 o'clock. That's for, for real. And immediately when I heard these words, I was like, wait a minute, who, me? Oh, you cannot mean me. Don't you know who I am? As we walked down to HR, the very long walk to HR, down the elevator, through the very crowded atrium where employees were still getting their morning coffee. I tried not to make eye contact with anybody. Through the lobby, and there we were. We went, walked into HR. Walking into HR where people had known me for decades, I was very well respected in this company. I was very well liked. Nobody would even look at me. All right, enough. You get it all. That day after I left the building, I headed home and I met with my former, my friend, my friend and former co-worker, Teresa, for a margarita or a couple of margaritas. And I literally tried to get my head around it. The stages, the devastating stages of loss. 
shock, denial, grief, and eventually acceptance. Although it took me a long time to get to acceptance, believe me. That day changed my life in more ways than I'll ever be able to articulate. It took me months to get my footing. Oh, hell, who am I kidding? It took me years. Why? Why did it take me years to get over it? Truly because I defined myself by that job. Who was I if I wasn't the company darling, the industry darling? the person who held three titles there at the same time. I traveled the country in first class, the best hotel suites, meeting celebrities. Yes, I did meet celebrities. As I was a VIP, because I was a meeting planner. Believe me, I wasn't a big shot, believe me. But I organizing huge company events had the biggest perks. And in the eyes of the meeting industry, the company event planners, bringing in millions of dollars in revenues, to the hotels and venues had big weight. So they treated me as I was, I was a VIP. But you know what? The universe had bigger plans for me. As I gave so much to my job, I was not watching what was going on at home with my family. And I was not dealing with the internal issues that I had allowed a job to define me. I literally let a job define my purpose on this earth. A job, really, a job? A job, Karen, that's who you are, this job. So the universe said, okay, girl, you're never going to do this on your own. You're never going to leave this company. So we're going to do it for you. You're fired. Okay, the term was reduction in force, but yet was that you're fired. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And it feels like you're fired. Have you ever been reduced in a reduction? Reduced? It reduces you. Believe me, it reduces you. Add in the very few coworkers who want to reach out to you. My very closest friends were there for me with their middle fingers extended to the company that broke my heart. I know. I was so in love with this company and how loved and accepted they always made me feel. Let me tell you, it was the breakup of a lifetime. Like, why don't you love me? Why don't you love me like I love you? Why did you stop loving me? When did you stop loving me? Oh, God. All right. But immediately, my spirit guide stepped in and they said, okay, girl, enough. Whatever. We're moving on. Now that we have your attention. By the way, Karen, do we have your attention now? And boy, did they have my attention. So if anybody knows me, I'm a very eager student. I am always always trying to find out what's going on. I'm awakened. I'm awake. And I'm always trying to figure out, figure things out. And boy, does getting fired slash reduced wake you up. See, the universe, God, source, whatever your higher power is, knows what we don't. Even if the road ahead seems dark, or sometimes we don't even see a road at all, just darkness. In time, as we begin to go within and take care of those internal issues that were not allowing us to see things clearly, every day, things get a little clearer. When you clear up those internal blocks, the light begins to shine within and it brightens the path, even perhaps even a little bit at a time. All at once, you may say, hey, wait a minute. What is that? Is that a road? When did that road get here? When was it built? Your internal guidance system 
which you've now activated, says, uh, yeah, the road was there the entire time. You just couldn't see it. Roads lead to bridges. We'll talk about bridges another time. So remember the movie Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner? Not everyone can see the field that Ray Kinsella had built. Those who could see it were in awe. They were amazed that was created by just faith. If you build it, they will come. Ray's faith built the field and the players arrived. Remember then his brother-in-law, Tim, I don't know, I can't remember his name, Timothy Busfield, is that his name? Anyway, he was he was the guy who was working with the bank and he was going to take Rick's ha- uh, Tim's ha- um, Ray's house and he kept harping on him and how much he lost of the corn crops and how re- this ridiculous field that he had built. He was like ridiculing him for what he saw as lunacy. One day he turns around and suddenly able to see and he says the famous line, where did all these baseball players come from? And everyone laughs. Allow yourself to build the field of dreams. Believe it when you think you can't or even when you shouldn't. Even if it doesn't make any sense at all. Even if others are rolling their eyes at you or judging you. Keep your focus on what you hear, what you feel, no matter what. If you build it, they will come. I promise you they will come. You will be gifted with more than you can fathom just by keeping your faith and what you're being told and when you're in alignment. Loss? Let me tell you about loss, my friend. Loss is an illusion. Loss is really just an illusion. I consider the doors that close the greatest gifts of our lives. And the universe always leads you to something bigger and better for your highest good. Your job, a relationship. When you lose a relationship or a job, be grateful for what was and even more grateful for what will be. Be grateful for those roads that open, the roads you can't see. And sometimes be grateful for the roads you can't see. Let me tell you something. You still have all the same gifts. You have the same talents that you had at that job. You still have all the love that you gave to that relationship. You never lose that. You never lose yourself. You just redirect that love, that purpose, those gifts, those talents elsewhere. A job is just a transference of energy. You're going to give that same energy to the next road. You're going to walk down, skip down, run down that road. Of course you are. As you continue on to the next road, Shine, shine, shine your best and your most beautiful self, brighter and brighter than ever. When you lose a loved one, I promise you, their spirit, their energy, their love will be with you when you walk the next journey, helping you when you fall, dusting you off when you can't, and giving you the courage to walk in love and hope. I promise you. Perhaps they'll be calling your name or touching your shoulder. So I'm going to share a a, a quick story here. Years ago, I was maybe, I don't know, the uh, January of maybe 2012-ish. I had just lost my job in, in, in July of 2011. And I was, it was right after Christmas. It was early January, maybe of 2012. And 
the Christmas tree was still up. I was home alone and I was watching something on TV. One of those ghost stories, one of those things that I love so much about ghost stories. And the story was about a girl who had lost her mother and her mother, they owned like a family florist and things were, her mother had passed and things were not going great in the florist, in the shop. And the girl was so stressed out, but they were, they were, they had videos of like things happening in, in the back room. And these, these cameras were showing things flying off the shelves flying off, flying off, things were happening. So this girl finally comes to the conclusion that her mother's there helping the shop. And, you know, it was a message to her that her mother was still within the business and helping her turn the, her, turn the business around, whatever. But I'm watching this and it's a Sunday night and my kids are with their dad for the weekend because I'm divorced and the kids were with their father from like Fridays to Sundays. So my kids weren't home yet. So I'm watching this show about the mother helping from beyond. I said, really, Ma? And I'm looking you? up at my and mother's picture because I always have a picture of my mother of my kids. Like, like in her this, wedding this dress, a black and white photo from like things I don't that were know, going 1955, on. I think she so got I said, married, Mom, what the heck, man? And it's a beautiful this girl, photo. Her mother is sending her, her signs. Dress. And, and where are you? Where are your signs? Where are you to show me that you're with me? With all this crap that's going on in my life. I said, look at this. And with this that, truly, the lights in the Christmas tree went out. Now, I always knew my mother worked with lights. Every time she was around, the lights would dim, the lights would flash. But this took the cake. All the lights in the tree went out. I sat there staring at the TV with my mouth hanging open. Not much shuts me up, but I was stunned. I literally said, Ma, if that was you, you turn the lights back on, boom, the lights in the tree went back on. I knew that that was my mother. I knew that was, that was my mother saying, what's the matter? You can't feel me there. You're, I'm still there with you. Even though you may not feel my presence because you're so aggravated all the time and you're not in alignment, I'm still there to help you. Stop thinking that I'm not there to help you. I was afraid to tell my kids that story when they came home because my kids knew that things were going on in our in our apartment, like spirits, and they knew that I had this these gifts and that we had a lot of visitations. But I was so afraid to tell them when they got home that stuff had, you know, they, they had witnessed like things were moving and things there was noises and all kinds of stuff was happening. But I was afraid to tell them this story, but I, I actually did at the end of the day, later on, I told them and they weren't afraid by it. It was just confirmation that we were not alone and that no matter what was going on, we were guided and we were loved. I, I like to tell this story sometimes, maybe not that story. I tell everybody too, but I, I like to tell some of my clients a story of, you remember the TV show Bewitched? Remember sometimes Samantha would need her mother so much and she would be calling for her mother and, and, Dara, and Dora would not show up. Finally, Andora would come and she would say, what? What? I'm here. And Samantha would say, where are you? Where were you? And she'd say, I was running with the bulls in Spain. So you have to believe that we are never alone. And sometimes they are running with the bulls of Spain. But it is our feeling of being alone that actually hurt, hurts us the most. All you have to do is call on for help, whether that be crossed over loved ones, 
spirit guides, angels, or God. We're never alone. All you got to do is ask for help. So I will tell you that as you continue on to the next road, you do shine, shine, shine. You bring that energy onto the next journey. Above all, faith is what gets you there. Everything is based on faith. To all those who have lost jobs due to this pandemic, you are not alone. I promise you, you are not alone. To all my Disney cast members, because I used to work at Disney. I've lived in Chicago my whole life, but I, I lived in Orlando for a couple of years and I did work for Disney. I worked uh, at Disney World. And uh, we'll talk about that at another time. But I see so many of my Disney cast members have been furloughed during this very, very tough time in our country and in the world. But to all those Disney cast members who have been furloughed, Keep making magic everywhere you go. It's what Walt instilled in us. He didn't just mean for his own company or his own parks or his own resorts. He meant everywhere. Listen to Walt Disney's words, his philosophies. He always talked about making dreams come true and making magic. We're human beings. We know how to make magic. Shine that light within you and make magic everywhere you go. It doesn't matter where you work. I don't care if you work in a bowling alley. I don't care if you wash cars. We're here to make magic for each other, to shine our lights so that we can help others to shine theirs. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all over again. I would love to hear from you. Email me questions at KarenRizzoLightsUp at gmail.com. And listeners are emailing me. I'm so excited. Thank you, Lisa. Lisa was my first person who emailed me after my show started. I am amazed. I was like crying when I got her email. It made me feel so good because Lisa shared some experiences that she had in her life that maybe some people thought she was crazy. And I think the subject to her, her email to me was, I'm so glad I found you. Well, you found me, Lisa, and there's nothing that you can't say to me. There's nothing that I don't uh, that I don't believe in. I believe in pretty much everything. Remember, ignore what's going on around you, and just focus on what's going in within you. All right, back up. Remember that job that I love so much that defined me. Yeah, that job, the one that I was reduced from, fired. Guess what the first line of my first book was? Can you guess? Karen, come with me and bring your purse. Oh, yes, I did that. <laughs> oh, and remember flying first class when I was traveling all over as a big shot that I thought I was? Remember that when I thought I would never fly first class again? I thought I, I couldn't even fly again. I would look at planes and cry. Remember that? Well, my daughter became a flight attendant for that same exact airline. And guess what? We fly first class all the time. And even though she is currently furloughed due to the coronavirus, her wings are not clipped as she and I will fly higher and further together than we ever have before. Why? Because we believe. To learn more of my details in my journey, Go ahead and read my books if you'd like. They're on Amazon. 
The first one is called Are You Living Your Life or Surviving Your Past? A Median Story of the Healing of Her Past. Um, the Healing of Her Past, Living in the Light, True and Amazing Stories of Angel Counters and Miracles, Rebuilding in Light, Illuminating the Resources of Your Internal Workspace. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep your bright and beautiful lights shining brightly. Lights up. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Lights Up with Karen Rizzo. Please join us next week for another great show. If you have a question to ask on her show, please visit her website at karenrizzolightsup at gmail.com.